Shoot her. Shoot her in the head, Casey. Dad, I don't know what's happening. Shoot her, Casey. No, don't shoot her, Casey. Shoot her, Casey. She's fucking one of them, man. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere to hide. We're everywhere. I'll fucking shoot her. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another chilling episode of the Revenge of the 90s Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, I am Steve. With me, as always, is my trusty co-host, Fabs. Dude, that's too, that is too scary. You need to stop that shit. But a very special episode today. You don't have to listen to just us. We have a uh, guest with us today. Uh, we have comedian Luke Null with us. It's true. On, buddy. And, and, and Fabs saying, ooh, that was his catchphrase in college. Yeah. He would, sh- was- he would show up to your house. And, and just and stand outside until you let me in. Yeah, he, and then, or he would Kramer in, <laughs> and, like, in. and then just say, ooh, yeah. What, what was especially weird about that was that he was just in a diaper. And yeah, oh, well, yeah. Still no is. one. Yeah, yeah. Same diaper, this, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, thing, that thing is durable. <laughs> so uh, Luke is here with us to talk about a uh, late 90s masterpiece of horror. Uh, we are talking about, if you haven't guessed just from that, we are talking about 1998's The Faculty, starring literally everyone you know. This movie will just, bl- every minute of this movie bludgeons you with somebody else that you're like, oh yeah, holy shit, I know that person from whatever. Uh, it is fantastic. It stars uh, Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, Jordana Brewster, Selma Hayek. We- oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Daniel, I think, what is his name? Daniel Von Bargen from uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld's in it. Uh, uh, He's been in like the last three movies. Shooter McGavin. (laughs) Shooter McGavin. I know, somehow we only pick Daniel Von Bargen movies. (laughs) T2, Robert Patrick's in this. Yeah, Liquid Terminator is in this movie. Kalia Duvall, who plays like a goth in like every 90s movie ever. And she's in uh, Veep. Yeah, she's amazing in Veep, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Jon Stewart. John Stewart. Do we mention Usher? Usher? <laughs> this movie rocks. This movie is Usher? Good. It's great. Not only that, but you've got Robert Rodriguez directing it, but he was kind of like a director for hire because I think they were just looking for someone to do this. So it doesn't really feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie, but he's also the director. Kevin Williamson wrote it. Well, he rewrote whatever the hell the original script was. So you're looking at the guy who wrote Scream. Then you've got... Uh, deep dive here. Marco Beltrami did the score. Who's a big horror score guy. So like for like when I saw even the credits, I was like, I was like wiping my head. I was like, Oh my God, thank God it's over. Like I I couldn't handle that much like talent. And then all of a sudden my favorite horror composer just comes up on the screen and I was like, so I was, I was emotionally a wreck even in the credits from how insane the talent is in this movie. So it doesn't let up. It's a uh, great soundtrack too. Oh, Okay, this movie opens before you even see anything. anything you get the offspring. <laughs> so you're just like you're just like buckle up, baby, because it's yeah. going down. Honestly, you- I remember seeing this movie as a kid and being very scared by it, and like then being scared that my teachers would kill students. But there's something about that song coming on as I'm watching this movie for this in preparation of this that I was like, oh yeah. This movie rocks already. Just sign me up. Also, I like that Josh Hartnett 
is painted as the like the first time we see him he's he's peeling into the parking lot of the high school like a psychopath and he he like triple parks uh and like (laughs) we're supposed to like this guy like we're supposed to this is a guy that you're supposed to be rooting for and you're supposed to think is cool you're like he's such a dickhead right off the bat also he's like he is repeating his senior year because uh-huh. he's a total dumbass, and but he's not because he's, he's very smart. Yeah, he's not only so smart, but apparently like like he's like a Mensa member because yeah, like he's running a lab out of like a full lab out of his like garage. It's incredible. He has, he has a let me speak to the manager Karen haircut. In the yeah, I called it. I called it a Lloyd Christmas. Like that yeah. is death. But, but he's got the back. One. Yeah, the back is like one. spiked up, like Kate Gosselin. Uh, I would absolutely love to know like what went into that decision because I've never, I've never seen that hairstyle before and I've never seen it since where not good. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like I misremembered, I I thought Josh Hartnett was the clear cut protagonist and Elijah Woods is the protagonist of this film. It's crazy. I totally misremembered that. And the other cool thing about Josh Hartnett that for some reason I remember from this movie, I don't know why, like of the very few details that I actually remember from this movie, I remember Josh Hartnett always wearing three shirts. (laughs) He's in the opening scene. He gets out of the car and he's wearing two button ups, uh, one he's wearing an undershirt. That's two that sticks out. Right. The the huge white, the almost a tall tee. And then an, a button up underneath that, and then an unbuttoned button up on top of that button up. And I'm like, I, this is this rocks. This everything I, about this is cool. I knew that this was a '90s movie because not only that, there's another scene where he's like, th- this is clear cut '90s. Is the is one of the main characters is wearing like a gigantic sweater, like. Oh, yeah. Like the sweat, like the sweater, like is hanging off of their hands, like they're like a four year old in like their dad's sweater. Like that was the look, and it was like oh, yeah. I, I think he might. I don't know if that's his first outfit, but at some point he's wearing that, and it was just like, yes, I love this. Yeah, no this this movie it it's a great setup. So it takes place in Ohio, which is yes. fun for all of us being Ohio well, people. Uh, yep. Great small town. Also, like, a very realistic portrayal of, like, a pretty rundown high school, except for, like, the sport facilities, which is the only thing they invest in, which is also a very Ohio high school thing. Um, Oh, yeah. That's all that matters. This is a very also – a very unhealthy high school. Like, there's couples just beating the shit out of each other, like, in the hallways. The teachers are just – a bunch of heinous slugs, like the grossest batch of like Ohioans I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're all 30. Everyone's yeah. 30. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Von Bargen's just out of grad school, right? <laughs> Except I, the I, I, He's the only one who believably looks like he's in high school. Right, exactly. I, yeah, Elijah Wood. Well, how about What's Elijah Wood when he... Him? What about that hazing that he gets at the beginning <laughs> of the movie where they... They spread his legs and, and ram him into a flagpole. <laughs> it's like the most heinous thing I've ever seen in my life. I love it. It was so mean, but so so 90s, where bullying wasn't yet a bad thing. Yeah, bullying was, was encouraged. As they yeah. say the in last- the movie, you're you're that Stephen King weirdo. Every high school has one. They call they say <laughs> that to even, him. I don't even know what that means though, because like I as far as I remember, like everybody at my high school, like was pretty down with Stephen King where they were like, yeah, man, like his books are good. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what that means, but okay. 
I think this is the last generation where hazing or bullying was done in person more than it was done in like a digital environment. So like you still had the creativity of bullies to be like, Hey, let's spread this nerd's legs and ram him into a flagpole. Like there's none of that art anymore to it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back, bring back IRL bullying. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I, I miss the days of bully bullies having to, you know, it, to them, it's their job. They have to, they have to go, how do I, how do I instill fear today without it becoming stale? There's that give and take. It's a very, it's like the Joker and Batman, you know, you got to have one with the other. So I do, I do miss that, you know, in my, in my bullying. Sure. They do a really nineties job of introducing every one of the characters in that, in that first scene too. (laughs) It's it's like, it's such a, not another teen movie. It was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can't hardly wait. Like let's see one line of 11 characters. And I pretty sure they get, they each get a freeze frame with their name. They do. We don't need that. We don't need that. I absolutely don't need it. It's so needless. And I love that. One guy gets a name. One guy, like the friend of the quarterback, gets a name and never has a line yeah. in the movie. We never see him again. I was so confused. It's like I was Stan. like, I don't remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, he's not in this movie. He's yeah. The ed- the editor was like that that actor's dad and was just like, I'm putting it I'm fucking putting it in here. Yeah. So yeah, this movie uh absolutely is a trip from like minute one and i love that i i like i'm such a sucker for movies where like you have like 28 main characters and by like the 30 40 minute mark like they're all together and like they start to like you know coalesce and have like their like end of the movie kind of like thread um because and it's been a long time since i've seen this so i was just like i forgot like where they all end up like who's hooking up with who like what's josh hartnett's deal He's yeah, the really, most in- really forcing in some love stories into this thing. Dude. Yeah, it, it's like I guess everybody's got to match up. So like, yeah, you don't need, you didn't need it, but I <laughs> no. like that they had it. I mean, I I will say I felt deeply weird and uncomfortable watching Jordana Brewster and Elijah Wood make out. That oh. was like, that was like a yeah. grown woman kissing. There was like no reason for it. <laughs> so and like, yeah, a total lack of in, re- in reality, when this is all said and done, she just goes about her business and it's just like hey that was pretty weird that we like killed those alien slugs right like see you later nerd like yeah, so no she's way. an asshole there, there, there's no moment in the movie where you're like she's nice and cool like she's just a bully the whole time too and you're supposed to be like the fact there's that one moment where, where uh elijah wood is like hey you're kind of cool sometimes when it's like she's been nothing but <laughs> belittling and horrible to every single person in the movie she's yeah. like yeah, like the the quarterback comes up and he's like, "I'm quitting. I'm quit, quitting the team because I want to focus on college." And like right out of her mouth, she's like, "You're stupid. You shouldn't do that." <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> I know. It's like the like, oh, you, you're not going to get in based on your grades because you're not a smart person, but you have that scholarship. Also, like, who am I going to date then? And it's just yes. like, oh wow. And it did. It's it was a total weird mitch, uh, mismatch because she's also the editor of the school paper. But the head cheerleader, that's not fair for somebody who looks like Jordana Brewster to get to be both of those. Like, pick a lane. And then she's not even cheerleading during the game, but we'll get to that. Uh, (laughs) You would never know that she's the head cheerleader other than that line. She says it at the very beginning of the movie. She's like, if you're quitting football, the head cheerleader is supposed to be with the quarterback. 
And then she like, she's like, wait one second. I have to go be homophobic to uh, this uh, girl. <laughs> she's like, oh. oh, hi. Hi, new girl. This girl's lesbian. Fuck her, right? It's like, <laughs> she's an angry lesbian. Stay yeah. away. Yeah. And like, yeah, Elijah Wood's like, you know, you yeah, you can be nice sometimes when you're not being a total bitch. But at no point do I see her be nice. Like, no. she is a total bitch up until the end of this movie. And right before time. he says that line, she's being mean to him. And I, <laughs> I, I had to rewind it two times. I'm like, did I misunderstand the 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 lines leading up to him being like, you can be cool sometimes. No, no, he was. No. She was just berating him in the teacher's yes. lounge. Exactly. She was just being mean to him, and then they're like, "We have to jam in this love story that no one wants or needs." You jam, there's like twenty love stories jammed into this movie. Like every single person at some point has somebody they hook up with, sometimes twice, or like two different people. It is nonstop horniness among both the students and the teachers. Yeah, because Famke Janssen has it real bad. For Zeke. Is that how you say her name? I just call her. No, I don't know. No idea. I, <laughs> I will never get it right. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, so I met, I was thinking about that when I was watching this. Is like she gets like killed in a bunch of gnarly ways in this oh. in the nineties. So like she gets killed in Goldeneye when she gets like strung up by the on the tree, and oh, then yeah. in this she goes through a car windshield and her head gets cut off. So like. Good I mean, her, that's the that's the craziest part of the movie is all right. I'm not trying to like skip to the end of like, <laughs> I, and I'm also not trying to point out every single logical inconsistency of which there are many because it's just a campy movie, and I think that's something that that is good about the '90s, and it can be a good movie and still be over the top and silly and not make any sense. But it is like, as far as like horror movies and like kind of thrillers go it's pretty tight like they're just like we don't really need to justify that much let's have him find a slug on the football field for what reason none what's why would he be out there there's no reason for uh, elijah wood to be on the football field sipping his juice uh, box yeah sipping <laughs> juice boxes where it's like okay he discovers an alien species let's go ahead and bring it back to a science teacher because as we all know high school science teachers are basically military grade uh, like have military hookups so like I'll bring this up to upstate I'm, I'm sure it's a new species yeah, I'll call like, the, uh, the, my professor connections like yeah. my science teacher would just like just throw it away like I don't <laughs> like, that's gross get it away from me like it was yeah <laughs> don't fucking talk to me like, don't. <laughs> this is disgusting yeah I, I gotta go smoke a heater out in the parking lot leave me alone it's okay sorry <laughs> also great opening sequence with bb newworth mm-hmm. uh you know running away from liquid terminator you're like oh liquid terminator is definitely definitely do. the first guy bit right yeah He's first one with the earwig yes so robert patrick is the football coach which i actually uh did uh i kept track of all of the insults that are thrown in this movie and he says a ton of them so he's mm-hmm. by the first scene of the movie he's calling people like fuck dick and all sorts of like crazy stuff he um, is low-key the best part of the movie oh he's so good he's totally so good in the movie i like that they make him do a t-1000 run in the uh, opening oh, yeah. scene when he stabs bb new earth with the pencil and he's in the hallway chasing her he, they totally made him do like the like yeah like cop run that he does oh it's um, great so he, yeah. So the beginning of the movie, you know, the teachers are starting to get turned. So you know that like there are. I don't think you see a slug to this point. You just know that they've like been turned. Something. Something's um, up. Yeah. Some something is going and he, down. And the the coach is like behaving uh, like I thought when as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, so 
the aliens, like once an alien is inside of your ear and like takes you over, you are like a clunky version of yourself, right? Like, like uh, he shows up, the football coach shows up to BB New Earth's office and he's like, hey, you look really pretty tonight. And she's like, okay, this is rapey. But she acts as if it's happened before. She yeah. acts like they fuck. She acts yeah. like they have fucked a hundred times. And she's like, okay, you need to sleep it off. You know, like she just, he, right. he's not really I'm, acting I'm, drunk. He's just acting bizarre. Yeah. But then as time goes on and the, like, and other people get taken over by the earwigs, you're like, oh, no, no. Like, that you immediately become evil or whatever. Like there's just, it, it, it was like a weird, like, yes, the first alien became like kind of dumb and like not a real version of him. Who right. he was before. Yeah. They like, well, glam, it's like, becomes like a glam up for everybody else. Like they, be, I, I essentially equated it to like, you move from Ohio to like Los Angeles. Oh, like yeah. you become like the more attractive version of yourself. Like me, you stop drinking like, hard liquor in your coffee cup and drink water while you're teaching your class, you start wearing nicer clothes. Um, <laughs> so it, it, the the teachers transforming into these aliens is actually like the best thing that's ever happened to them because oh, they are no longer the grossest people, except for the elderly woman who like dies in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, she was too hot. She, her body couldn't yeah. take. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which like that, again, we're not going to like pick up every piece of logic, but like that doesn't make, but I will anyway. I, I it, yeah, they were just like, oh, I don't know. She's too old. She was too hot. She couldn't take it. And it's just I, like, I, I guess. I mean, okay. I love every bit of it. And I feel like there's like the moment. I thought a lot of movies in the 2000s and in and, and this past decade will like go out of the, their way to make the level of realism something that takes you out of the movie. You know what I mean? Where they're like, how am I going to explain, like if it's another alien movie, how am yeah. I going to like explain all of the the rules of what we're doing whereas this movie they're like we don't care it doesn't make sense let's take one scene to be like okay all of the aliens for some we're just gonna assume are all part of a hive and there's one queen <laughs> it's like how does what is why would you think that <laughs> yeah i like i like the jump they take where it's like well in theory if we kill the queen alien it's like how do you know that like no, nothing in pop culture has conditioned you yes. like this movie conditioned people. But I also like like uh, John Stewart is like, oh look, it can replicate, and and then I, all right, we got to get more into Josh Hartnett being like a fake smart guy. Where he's he's in class and he he gives some like answer that isn't a joke, and every, the class bursts out laughing. Like he's what does he say? Right. He says some a non joke. He's like. Yeah, it was it was like a literature question, and he he like had like a legit. Well, he had like an answer to it that was like insightful, and the teacher was like, "No, that's not it." And everyone was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he 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 was." Her question was, "What is Robinson Crusoe's biggest fear?" And he was like, "Something, something, and having a bunch of calluses, right?" Yeah, right. yeah, it's related. And there's like a big laugh, and then she's like, "No, it's actually because he's lonely." And then he like. You're supposed to have this moment where you're like, oh, Josh Hartnett is, is, is like a low-key smart guy. But he gives like an asinine <laughs> second <laughs> answer where he's like, <laughs> maybe it's his internal loneliness that makes him sad all the time. And people are like, oh, yeah. So loneliness. Yeah, so loneliness. Oh. And, then, okay, every, and yeah. then everyone else in the class is like, this guy fucks the teacher for sure. This yeah. guy has <laughs> this also, 24 year old. Also yeah. the like least 
confident teacher I've ever seen in my oh. life. Yeah, how long like, have you been teaching? I, like I've had bad teachers, but like she's just like, okay, guys. She was bizarre in this movie. She her, her her the choices that she made is very like. Wait, do you like? Josh Hartnett's advances because it seems like you right. really don't and that you do not have control over your classroom at all. Yes. But when she gets turned, <laughs> when she gets turned, she's uninhibited. So like she turns into like the sexy teacher who like loves his advances. So like deep down, which doesn't make sense. Like why? Why she's the well, only one that has that? And like I mean, there's that, no one else that that changes their personality. Like <laughs> she is like ragingly horny in this movie. Then yes. she's like, give me those Magnum condoms that taste like cherries. Like I want. That the other thing about this Josh Hartnett thing is that I can buy like okay he under he gets you know he's insightful about like a book it's like okay I, I get that but then in the next scene when they're talking in John Stewart's class about like the he's like inspecting the like uh slug or whatever and he like he tries to name something like what the type is or something like that and he's like he he's trying to think of what it is and like Josh Hartnett interrupts with like this like perfect answer Aladdin. of like. Yeah, well, like like yeah. the name for this like random like type of thing, and you're just like, so I guess he just knows all. Like he just knows everything. Science. Yeah, he knows all the science. He, he did, I think the new girl. So the new girl who spoilers turns out to be the queen alien. Yes, wow. uh, Mary huh? Beth from, from Atlanta, whose first day it is, uh, shows up, and I love that when he's saying this stuff, Mary Beth's like, wow. You know everything, and he just turns to her and he's like, "I'm a contradiction." Oh God, <laughs> I forgot about that. Jesus oh, Christ! I was like, and Josh then, like, that rocks. And then thirteen-year-old me so is like, good. "I need to be like him." Oh, I <laughs> think I wore the Mary a long shirt underneath a. I think I the whole shirt thing. I think I tried that, and he oh, and he delivers a line when he's in that uh, that English class. He delivers a line and then like does the set like. The I want to fuck the teacher like pencil bite afterwards, <laughs> oh, and I'm oh, like, yeah, Josh Hartnett rocks. He's yeah. so good. And not okay. So he's also he's he's a genius, but he's uh, repeating senior year. He also, which is like he's the a, huge he's crux, of, he's a drug dealer. He makes his own drugs called Scat inside of like hollowed out pens. So he's like making like what looks like a cocaine looking thing, which is just like caffeine pills and lead some quote unquote household stuff, which like when and he then, describes it, I like yeah. that doesn't make, it wouldn't make me feel better. I'd be yeah, like, no, what the fuck it's are like, you? It's caffeine and some household stuff is what like he describes it. And like detergent. Yeah, like, like, like what dude? <laughs> like, what, what else? He also is, he also sells it to Danny Masterson who, uh, cancel alert. Yeah. Is, is canceled. Right? <laughs> Hide from that 70s show. Cancel. <laughs> Kaboof. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, he also he also is selling bootleg videotapes <laughs> out of his truck, out of uh, his uh, his amazing car. Which like I'll get to that in a second because like he does have his this amazing line. Oh wait, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's like the most fucking disrespectful thing to meet someone new and for them to be like, my parents are dead, and he's like, my parents are dead too. They're still breathing, but for all intents and purposes, they're fucking dead. They just like to vacation a lot. Like, and they, if, they're if not around. That, if you said that to someone whose parents are dead, they'd be like, fuck you. Your parents are alive. You should cherish them. <laughs> Unless so they're an alien. They're alive? Unless they're an alien. That should have been the red flag. Yeah, he's walking with Mary Beth in, in like the uh, courtyard area, and he's noticing all this like weird stuff going around. He's like, everybody's acting weird. Everybody's trying to buy all my drugs. 
people, the, the couple I saw fighting is together again, like something's up. And yeah, Mary Beth is, you know, says her parents are dead. And then to apparently, you know, get with her, he, he's like, yeah, my, mine are dead too. And then immediately he walks it back and goes, well, actually they're still breathing, but for all intents and purposes, they're dead. And so you're like, damn, like what the fuck, man? And, and so, dick. and so then you just understand that they just travel a lot and then you get taken to, which you're like, oh, okay. I guess like, I mean, I guess he must come from like a broken home or something. Then he takes everybody to his house, which is and like a sick. giant house. He, he drives a cool ass car and then he's got a giant garage. That's like his own like space where he can operate his drug lab. And it's like, I don't know, man. He has Your a life full seems okay. bad meth lab. Yeah. In his garage. And like yeah, a gun just, just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, he's just stealing all, like literally all the supplies are from the science lab. And no one's, no one's noticing that anything's missing ever. That's no. how he's making his drugs from there. He gets all the supplies from there. Yeah. yeah I, I, do, I do like, though, that uh, the, the aliens right away know that there's a hierarchy. They know school. They know about lesbianism. Uh, all, all, these slugs, <laughs> they know a lot of, they know a lot about human culture. That is for sure. And I like, I do like the moment where they, which we call it, Jordana Brewster and Frodo, Elijah, uh, Wood. Eli- Elijah Wood, w- witness Liquid Terminator destroy Salma Hayek's brain, right? He like, yes. he, you see how they turn you, right? So they like stick their, Stick a new slug into your ear, which it looks really gruesome, at least with her. Yeah. She has blood all over her face. And we also are to assume that when you get destroyed, or like if you get hurt, like he was a liquid terminator in the first scene gets like keys slashed into his face. Then like instantly he's fine. The next day it's right. healed over. Yeah. So we're like, okay, you can heal fast when you are an alien. But then uh, Shooter McGavin, who is Frodo's dad, comes in and, and they're like, there's a body in the, there's a body in the closet. And they're like, it's a CPR dummy. And then right away, uh, Shooter McGavin's like, we need to send him to a fucking psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like there's no like, Oh, honest mistake. Like you can tell that this is like strike five for yeah. his son. Like his son has definitely done weird shit before. This is not the first, you know, time. And, and yeah. just like the massive disappointment that his son's not an athlete. Like he reeks of that when the teach, uh, when, when He's liquid like, terminators, yeah, liquid terminators, like you're fast. Maybe you can play football. And he's like, did you hear that? Like maybe you won't be a goddamn freak all your life and you can you can not embarrass me every goddamn day of your life. And that's like his only hope is that he can get on the football field. So I have to ask, I have to say this. Is it really all that bad being like a slug? No. Like being like slugged? No. Because like at no point in the movie are they like, do they make it seem like that bad? Where they're no, like in fact, there's that moment where she's like, be a slug. Like this is better. You don't have any like no worries hierarchy yeah yeah it it seems like a utopian ideal and everybody's just like it appears that like when you get slugged up like everybody's fucking everybody's happy you know Mm -hmm. there's no like there's no uh no concept of like war or hate or like you know nothing like that it's everybody just kind of like is like living their lives and all the slugs want is to survive and like use the, use water as as their main life force, and it's like, I don't know, man, that's not that hard of a bargain. They could be like, hey, you want to get you know, like, do you want to be slugged? I would be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds yeah. fine. 
especially in high school when it's like, oh, you mean I can be with Jordana Brewster if you just like put a slug in my ear? Yeah. Sure, sure, no thank problem. you. Also, also, the there's a one of the big rules of the movie, as we've already discussed, is if you have a slug inside of you, if they kill the queen, you will be fine. Like you, you will go back. Oh to yeah, more, right, right, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. The other thing is like, okay, everything we've seen, they've taken over some teachers, everything we've seen up to this point, you're just like a version of yourself who with presumably good healing abilities, right? Uh, but then there's the moment where I think is the quintessential, I, I don't know if we're this far into the movie yet, but I guess the the first moment I think is probably important that we haven't talked about yet is they figure out how to kill they figure out how to kill the, the, the aliens. Slug. Yeah, the aliens. With Which the, is- yes. So John Stewart, uh, they basically, once the our band of, of main players kind of get together and all realize, hey, something fucking weird's going on, they piece together that, hey, you found that slug yesterday, there's an alien invasion. So then they're mm-hmm. like, let's go find the slug uh, that's, in the, the, that's in the science lab. They go there, it's missing, and then John Stewart shows up. And mm-hmm. he says, oh, yeah, I, I turned it in. And he's really aggressive. He won't let anybody leave. And they realize he's a bad guy. So the only weapon they have is the pens with the 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 drugs in them. They stab him in the eye. Oh, no, you're forgetting a, a very crucial moment. I blinked. There was a moment today where I'm watching this movie. I look away for one second. And then this, this like, John Stewart scene is happening, which I did remember. It was one of the few scenes I remembered from the movie where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what's the escalation to where Josh Hartnett breaks the paper cutter and like now is wielding a machete and like that escalation takes place in one second. He's like, he's like, wait, he like stops Josh Hartnett from leaving the classroom. And then he like puts his hand on uh, Elijah Wood's throat and right away, (laughs) Josh Hartnett's first instinct is I'm going to kill you with a machete. Like, and then he cuts his fucking hand off. He cuts all of his fingers off and the fingers scurry away like slugs, which, which they never come back. They never come back. So the logic is that Jon Stewart loses an eye (laughs) and his fingers, but like Famke Janssen's entire head gets cut off. And then they (laughs) cut to her at the end and she has a bandage around her neck. (laughs) Did you see that? I did not see that. That's amazing. Like they shot BB Newworth in the head, and I assume she's dead. Well, she like, died. You okay? So you die if you get stabbed with the drugs because it oh, dries okay. up the system. And gotcha. so, like, the principal gets killed because she gets all that poured on her. John Stewart dies like for good because he gets stabbed in the eye, and his like the dries him up. Dries him up. But yeah, if you do, I die, do love that about the movie. Well, John too, Stewart comes back. The water. The the fact. The fact that they. Yeah, Does didn't he, you see the credits? So in the credits, he's wearing an eye patch and he's got oh like a God, bandage on his hands. So, Does he really? Like, yeah, and he's like smiling. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. So he is still around. Did you guys ah. ever have a fear in school with that paper cutter? Did you ever like have oh, a gripping yeah. fear that you'd cut your hand off using that thing? This like why movie. do they let kids walk around with that? Like how could they possibly let those sit in classrooms? This movie set me up for a bad for a false expectation. So I grew up outside of Cincinnati in the, in the burbs of Cincinnati, and I did 
surprise, ch- uh, children's community theater there, right? And, nice. and the, at a neighboring high school that was a rich high school, right? And this high school had a bunch of money and they had an indoor like natatorium. They had a pool inside of their high school. And then I remembered seeing this movie and being like, oh, high schools all have pools. Like if you right. have a high school, you have a pool because this is a, the pool is important to this. Like, I love the scene of, of Liquid Terminator standing out in the sprinklers. Uh, just like I love that they have to oh, yeah. they have to be drinking water at all times and throwing cups of water into their own face at all times. I love but the cup. Yeah. It definitely set me up as a kid to just assume that high schools all have pools in them. And that's not the case. And then I went to my high school and I was like, oh, it's just kind of shitty. Yeah, I got. I was a stupid freshman who got tricked into buying a roof pool pass from a senior where we didn't have a pool on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Let's, let's hunt. Let's get this guy in the podcast and fuck him up. Yeah. (laughs) Let's wreck this dude's life. Let's go find out where he is and destroy him. I'll I'll pay a prostitute to seduce him and then I'll record it and send it to his (laughs) wife and just destroy his family. <laughs> oh yeah, you need to set yeah, and just tell him tell him to watch the Master of Disguise or something. I guess that's two thousand one. Uh, get him to watch some terrible nineties movie first, and then just have it be a a confrontation of all of the all of the wrongs he's done to you. Yeah, and I'll send him like a buddy pool towel, and it's like you know what you did. You know, what I, this is for. when Robert Patrick is uh, coaching the game. Uh, we're just like, if you're trying to listen for a plot summary here, good luck. It ain't the, happening. There's too it, much. I will there's say too much good in the stuff. movie, it is pretty streamlined. Like yeah. the, the, in in the movie, I think they do a really good job of keeping it nice and tight and clean, even though it is stupid. I think they do a great job of like the whole time. I was like, this movie rocks. Like it's stupid as fuck, but it's it's a great flick. And well, I like, like that it takes, it's like three days. I like it. it's like a short yeah. little. T- like timeline too. Yeah. Also, Elijah Wood's like, do not send me back to the school. And his dad's like, you're definitely going back. We're getting him a shrink. He's a we're, taking pornos. we're taking your porno mags. Yep. Yeah, not my porn, my internet. Yeah. He, he has like a little robot walking across like his desk when he like gets on his computer just to like, just to hit hammer home how much of a geek he is. Where mm-hmm. we're like, of course, there's like, like in the '90s, like every nerd had had somehow created a robot. Had robotics, that was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, you, well, like you were saying, it's like this is a this is a great example of a '90s movie that just doesn't want to get bogged down in too much of like the detail and the nitty gritty, no, where they're just like, I guess what, man? Like, yeah, like guess what? Some aliens are here and they're taking over the teachers, and the kids don't want to be a part of it. So yes. the, the plot the is I as simple as, as that. Is they also have the logic of like, like uh, the what's her name, Clea, like the the goth girl, and Elijah Wood like tell the group of uh, the group of misfits like guys, aliens are taking over the school, and there's like one second where Josh Hartnett's like, no, this is stupid, you're stupid, and then I love the choice like for in you know whoever wrote the script just be like, we're gonna have one second of doubt, and then an hour of us playing with this fun, yeah. like bo- body snatchers thing. And then I think the quintessential scene of the movie is once we have our band of heroes, they go back to Josh Hartnett's house, and they have that moment where he's like, "Okay, drugs kill the alien. Everybody here has to do drugs to prove that they're not an alien," <laughs> which I think is the 
that this is the scene, right? This is the it, it puts the lotion in the basket, uh, like memorable scene from this movie. If you guys just did Sounds of the Lambs, but we did, yeah. yes, yes, we yeah. did. That's and it's a great uh, thing callback. So it's it's just like in the thing where you know, they have to try and like test the blood to make sure that um, you know everybody's human. So it's a great like. There's a lot of like uh, body snatcher references, but then there's like a great homage to the thing. And I love that uh, there's a callback to this scene where everybody's like you know sniffing and taking the drugs. And Mary Beth, when she's the alien queen, is like uh, Josh Hartnett's like, but I saw you take it. Like you should be dead. And she's like did I? And then it takes a little scene where it just shows like her nostrils closing and she's like pretending to do it. And her and little she, like, tentacle like lets it out of the bottom, which like, yeah, like they, somebody would have see seen that. that and like, yeah. Holy shit. Okay. But also but, like, why would she need the ability to close her nostrils like that? Like, the, what first that of all, do? I love that. I was good with that. I was like, this is very stupid. I love it. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. I'm the, in. Thing, the thing in this scene, it gets around to Jordana Brewster and it's clear that she's a fucking alien and she's not going to do the drugs, right? And then you start to see the slugs in her face and it's like, oh, she's an alien. She, up to this point, if you are an alien, the only thing we know that you can do is heal very fast, it looks like. But otherwise, you're pretty much a human. Like, you're like a, a chubby old lady. You have a chubby old lady's abilities. But then just like Jordana Brewster has been found out They then shoot at her point blank a few times and miss. And then she straight up Kool-Aid man's through the fucking wall. (laughs) She just, she just, oh yes, right through the walls. And there's never another moment in the movie where, where the zombie, where the aliens have like super strength in any way, shape or form. (laughs) She she just has one moment of like, all right, we're just going to have her Kool-Aid man out this brick wall. I'm just such a sucker in movies where people run through doors like that or like uh, glass doors or like get thrown through windows. Like everything about movies has taught me that it should be fairly easy to run through a door or get tossed through like any, any type of window. And it's like very disappointing to know that like, it's way harder than it looks. It's so hard. Yeah. And way more painful. And there's an alien. I tried it 200, 300 times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, there's there's also like an alien just waiting for her in a car. Wait, yeah, the, <laughs> like, well, like you see him pull up, like you yeah, see if him you know pull where up, they like, are, early. just like go get them. Like if you also, know they're all in that house, right? The the little the, like the the older lady, like the heavy set older lady that looks like it's the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond, and it's not. Yeah. I may have looked away again. Does it ever show her? Like in the first. 30 minutes of the movie, she is like the number two alien who's getting everybody, right? She's she's the one helping Liquid Terminator like get all of the faculty. She's like, and then just disappears from the movie. Like they never show her again. There's never yeah, it's a show. Like very clear she had a scheduling conflict for the second half of filming. Yes. And they're just yes. like, uh, we'll just do a football scene and they'll they'll just be in the high school. Like we'll, we'll, they never show her again. Yeah. I love so, it. Well, and that's it with Selma Hayek too, like because she knows Robert Rodriguez. I'm sure he was like, could you show up for like two hours and film like some scenes? Because like once she gets turned, you see her doing like the ear exams and then like you never see her again. So you're just like, oh, uh, okay. I I also thought when they set up that um, the aliens need to be stay cool and stay hydrated and they set up that Selma Hayek is sick, I thought she was going to have like a fever and like 
like mm. and potentially kill, be too hot or kill the bug inside of her. I thought there was going to be some like subplot of that. And I also they they tease for a second when they shoot BB Newworth in the face. We all know the audience knows she's an alien, but I did kind of want a moment where they shoot someone in the face and it's not an alien. You know what I mean? Like that's a true right. the thing reference where like they're killing people that aren't you know, right. yeah. infected. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been fun to go like a darker route like that, where they just like, you know, half the people they kill are just like their classmates. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Whoops. I, I, I mean, I saw this movie as a kid. I was probably like 10 when I saw it. I think I rented it from Hollywood video RIP. Um, but I remembered it being scarier in that. I thought that like, kids got killed in it, but really no one dies. Yeah. No, because they all just come back. I think the old woman dies and I think the principal dies. I think those are the only two people who die. How does the principal die? Because, because they dump all of the, like all of this, the caffeine stuff on her. Oh, and it, like, yeah, her, like her yeah, like head basically disintegrates into nothingness. Yeah. And there were BB, like maybe New Earth. Yeah. BB there were some yeah. very like clever, which, you know, when you look back, you're like, oh, duh. But like there were some clever things in the movie that like call forward to what's going to like foreshadow what's going to happen. So uh, like Mary Beth, it, there's John, well, John Stewart's like, oh, I guess I'll just put a pen in my eye because uh, yeah. Salma Hayek didn't call him back. Um, and then like when Mary Beth pours all the stuff on BB New Earth, that's her getting rid of everything that they have. So that way she can't be killed with it. Right. And, the, and like when she keeps saying like, Oh, I'm allergic to it and stuff like that. Like, um, there is also a drug that I created. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That I would seemingly have a unlimited supply of also Jordana Brewster. I, I, when I was watching this, I didn't realize she was an alien at the time. So I was just like, why did they do this? But like, she wears like the glasses and stuff to like, because that's like who she really wants to be. So that, you know, uh, it's show like as a slug, she's like a better version of herself, which again comes back to the point that like being a slug is actually conceivably in this movie, a better it's situation awesome. for everybody. Yeah. yeah it's way better than great. living in a small Ohio town and yes. having to go to that school. So uh, yeah, yeah, it seems like the slug way of life. And there is that moment where the, the queen makes that, that case of like my planet was dying, we came here, okay. And I, the other <laughs> thing that I thought about, where I'm like, okay, this alien then came to Earth, which is covered seventy percent by water, and was like, I gotta go to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> gotta you know, go to got Ohio. The largest take over the freshwater <laughs> lake. Okay, the largest source of fresh water in the world is uh in Lake Erie. Okay. And they yep. try to like justify that though with that one line. It's like, think about it. If you were doing an alien invasion, would you just blow up the White House Independence Day style, or would you go through the back door? And it's like, well, no. I, I probably wouldn't just pick a like very non-water place to start my invasion. Also, they test out um, the slug on a on a lab rat. And once it's clear that the slugs can take over any living creature, it's like absolutely go into the ocean, take over 
every fish in the ocean. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you will have right. an unstoppable army. Yeah. Like, why start with humans? If you if you can take over everything, let's immediately, we, we got to start in Ohio with humans. It doesn't even appear that they want to have an army. They just want to survive. And yes, they just, that's why I like the slugs. That's why I'm yeah. pro slug. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm very pro slug here because it seems like, uh, she makes a very compelling case and it could be like, well, look, hey, wait, before you slug us, let me just explain to you that like, yes, there are oceans all around us, uh, tons of life in those oceans. You could just go live there. No one would be the wiser. What do I care if you've slugged some sharks and stuff like that? That sounds great. It seems like you die if you live on the land. So maybe go live in the water with the, you know. We can but find kind, kind of a reverse signs. But reverse maybe, signs. Yes. Maybe they, they need consumable water, though, because that's salt water. So they can't be that's drinking true. it. So the salt actually might dry them out and kill them. That's true. Maybe they are freshwater slugs. I did yeah. not think. They are slugs after all. But also, like, you guys both bring up a good point that it actually took, even though obviously we're, we're talking about how ridiculous this movie is, it took a lot of discipline to not just throw in that line uh, when she's explaining her plan that like, and we're here to destroy all of humankind. It's, yes. it's, it's very just like, I just want my species to survive and I'm naked. Yes. So I yeah. liked it. Yeah, I, it was great. I, and I, yeah, it, it was funny to me though, that an alien presumably comes to earth, lands in Ohio, decides, you know what? I can, Presumably take any form that I want. I know enough already f- on my falling to earth that I'm gonna be from Atlanta, right? <laughs> like, I know accents, I know dialects. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna nail my my southern debutante, you know, and, uh, and 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 be this polite woman who you know is free thinking and you know pretty progressive when it comes to sexuality and uh, you know and. Just really, really want to make friends with everybody. At the same time, uh, definitely want to drop a single slug in the football field so that I can nab Liquid Terminator early. He seems like a first-round draft pick. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then I understand. Yes, I am the queen slug. I am undercover as a high school teen. Uh, I also uh, have control what seems to be like a host of multiplying slugs that can take over people's bodies as hosts. We're going to, however, have the movie start out axe murder style where he's stabbing B.B. Newworth <laughs> with a pencil. And then after the f- initial first night of, of Body Snatchers, they're like, all right, now let's do a, an intricate, like, planned takeover the cops, bring them in for ear exams where it's like, Last night, you were running through the hallways, chaining the doors shut and stabbing B.B. Newworth with a pencil. <laughs> and like Tonight, adding terror by call, like doing announcements over the loudspeaker saying, like, I'm coming. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's I a love good point. That. that. Yeah, that's a good point where they could have just been like, well, we'll just get her tomorrow when she comes to school. We'll just yeah. like I'll just go in the office and be like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And then like, bleep, slugger. <laughs> Instead of having to go through all of that. Yeah, because like, it becomes no, no, no. Well, it's like it's a very well done plan to to turn to school like in a matter of hours. Yes, yes. and they do I, a really good job of like nabbing pretty much everybody quick. Yeah, and, and I like, like all that the main about characters. The all the main characters, like it, it, kind of like there's all these like fake outs and stuff because like all the main characters, essentially except for Elijah Wood and Josh Hartnett, get slugged at some point. And each time, having not seen the movie in a while, I was like, oh, I forgot. Like 
she got slugged too. And I love that the only reason the plan, uh, the queen's plan, Mary Beth doesn't like, it doesn't follow through is that she forgets to like put clothes back on when she's in the locker room, when Josh Hartnett and uh, Stokely are in there and Stokely's like, no, it's her. And Mary Beth is like, no, she's the queen. And Josh Hartnett's like, yeah. And like his cool guy, cool guy voice, like, why are you naked? And like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I went down. I was like, it was like, oh, yeah. it wasn't like, hey, but why did you like talk about this thing that you didn't even know about? It's like, why are you right. naked? It's like, it's right. like very obvious, like, right? Yeah, face. like, oh, uh, yeah, this was pretty easy to decide. Like, you're butt naked. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's the thing that undid her, and she but has like, like a look on her face, like, where she's like, she like looks down, she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I did forget that. But I have to give him props though for like being a teenager to just be like not to even ask that question instead of like oh yeah let's like let's go be naked in the pool together like well that's my question that's my other question for you guys is you know when you're a teen and you got raging hormones obviously you you have mary beth naked you 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 might be thinking something but like if you're in the shower she she makes out with him and then doesn't kill him by the way she has like a a prime moment to to nab josh hartnett in the in the closet when he's like showing her how Dude, to, yes, which, that's, which, right. that's right. Which I really that, like that that line. She says she's like, so you come in here to the lab supplies and you borrow things. He goes, I prefer to say I steal it. But <laughs> and right there, yeah. she's just been like, I'm going to slug this guy. <laughs> Screw this. And she's like, all right, but she's like, no, I'm going to make out with him. I'm an alien who has that's absolutely nothing to gain by not killing this guy. Right. That's the heat that Josh Hartnett brings, baby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It makes, makes even an alien forget. That's so motor, baby. Yep. Do you if you're if you're a teen in the shower like the football quarterback uh who is uh quitting the team, uh, we haven't talked much about him yet, but no. if he he's in the, he's showering and Mrs. Brommel, who's like the old lady who uh the slug tries to take over but doesn't take cuz she's too old. And so she just falls apart. Her like scalp falls off. If she's coming that, at you, that was genuinely disgusting. It was he, so like gross. ripped her. It scalp was great. Off. Yeah. Oh, that I was, was super like, gross. I had but a moment of, of real cringe. I was like, oh, it's gross when he touches her. But up until that point, if you're like, you know, if a teacher's coming at you and she's like ripping off her clothes, is there at any point a moment where you're just like, all right, like I, I, I didn't get a good look. You know, I didn't get a good look at her skin, and it's all disgusting. But like your first. Is your first inclination there like Mrs. Brommel, you're like 70, but like, let's do this. You know what I mean? Uh, I think, I mean, you have a point. However, from the first second that she walks into the shower, her skin is, it looks like she's been flamethrowered. <laughs> <laughs> she's got that Freddy Krueger look going for she sure. She's bubbling off. Yeah. <laughs> but it's dark. About- it's dark. <laughs> that's true if we're talking about and then for some reason but for he some does reason, hold her like a little elijah bit. Like, wood comes into the shower for some reason with his camera <laughs> <laughs> and he's hey, like he needed, get a, out! he needed a front page story for the newspaper man he's like i might as well <laughs> take a picture of the high school quarterback's dick in the shower <laughs> <laughs> that's front page news baby so yeah, so yeah, that was a good. There is some good gross out stuff in this, and I do like that this movie goes with some practical effects. Like there's some CGI in it where I'm kind of like, oh, this love is kinda... the practical effects. Dude, they, the they made the queen. They did like an actual queen, like you know, giant like puppet thing, and like there's some CGI with it, and it's like pretty bad. But when she's like uh, at the end of the movie, like running into the bleachers and she gets caught, like they do like a legit like puppet of the queen like that's pretty sweet 
Yeah, I, was I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I wish more movies would do that. Dude, the thing that always got me most upset about the thing, uh, like sequel uh, that came out like like seven or eight years ago, was that they filmed the entire movie with practical effects. Like they literally like did the entire thing with. They had people on set doing like the actual like puppets and like the gore and all that kind of stuff. And then for whatever reason, in post production, they were just they just deleted it all and made it all CGI. And I just remember like seeing or reading something about it where they were just like. Yeah, I don't know. We just kind of decided to like, we just felt like doing it. There was like no real reason for it. And that's a lost art, man. There's just no, it's, it's just not done anymore. And even if it's like a taste of it, like in a movie like this, like the queen doesn't make a ton of sense, like visually, but at least it was like a tangible thing where I'm like, that's pretty gross. And I can see Elijah Wood acting, like interacting with it. And it like makes it scarier. Yeah. It makes it way better. Also, there was that moment where there's it's like a big CGI moment of they dump the slug into the aquarium and it starts to swim around and it starts to replicate. And, you know, and John Stewart's like, I got to reach my hand in. And he reaches his hand in and like the little slug grows teeth and bites him really fast. And then you think, oh, the aliens want to kill people, right? There's right. a moment where you're like, they want to kill people. He just bit his finger and then... Then they kind of get off that where it's like, yeah. Yeah. Why do they have to so violently take a host? Like, why why does it have to be such a like brutal experience? Yeah. Yeah, Right. Shotgunning your brain out of your head, essentially to, to trans. Well, also also you're fine and there's no permanent damage. Yeah. No permanent damage. (laughs) Well, I think it's a jam a spike tongue into your ear. You're going to be fine. Yeah. It's no problem. It's well, they do a good job though, because then it's like, oh, do you have to be bit by the slug? Is that how you, is that how you get turned into it? It seems like you have to, the primary entrance is your it's ear through the ear. Yeah, the slugs we've know can go through Elijah Wood's face and start burrowing into his skin. Yeah, and the queen, right as as she's dying, she spits those slugs right into his face. Yeah, that's true. They do replicate. The, I, I don't know. They, again, this is one of those log- pieces of logic where I'm like, I don't care. I'm on board. I'm in. It's a great like, flick. Cool. It's a, yeah. it's fun the whole time. It really is. It's it, a good and it's good like watch. one of those like great time pieces where with the cast with the music. Like three minutes into this movie, I am like thirteen years old again, and just like I'm back in the zone. And it it just made me like have a, like an actual out of body experience. Just remembering when I w- watched this movie as a teenager, it's it's so it's so good. It's a great flick, Luke. You mentioned the scene where Selma Hayek gets slugged in the teacher's lounge, the faculty lounge, and Jordana uh, Brewster. And it's super brutal. It's awesome. Uh, Elijah Wood and Jordana uh, Brewster walk uh, like see it happen. But what I love about this is that like. This is this is also a fun trope from you know the '90s and before. Is that like I this movie helped me grow up thinking about like how forbidden it was to go into a faculty lounge, like the the, the fear and like tantalizing, like whenever you would see like the faculty lounge like 
open like yeah. open and like you'd like try to get a peek in there it was like what's going on in there and like you would just see but really like in reality it was like two like disgusting couches and like just some people that were just like hating their lives <laughs> I, I i do like the line there's a line where they're like going through the faculty lounge like sneaking in there when they're not supposed to be looking for a story right and like, <clears throat> like oh yeah elijah, elijah wood pulls that flask out and he's like look a flask and Jordana Brewster's like we exposed Mr. Hamlin's alcoholism last year no one gives a shit (laughs) and I was like that rocks yeah I know yeah I mean she's a pretty good investigative journalist I will say Uh, I also the faculty lounge made me think of also like uh, that fear that everybody had of like there being a permanent record that like oh yeah everybody, you know what i mean like there were those faculty lounges and your permanent record were two of the things that like fear like being older now like i totally understand and totally respect the fear tactics that schools like try to instill in students which like i don't really know what they do anymore like i don't know if students are like too smart for that stuff but like they're not pretty no no probably not like i'm i would very much imagine that like my kids will come home crying because of like a permanent record thing at or some point, which like I'll be very happy about, or you'll be fooled into thinking that your grades matter. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude you so come, just, go to the school oh. hard knocks, and then you see what a real education's like. Oh yeah. So also, like, I was thinking about this because uh, it jogged my memory of the Animorphs. What's with the '90s and there being like slug creatures the, trying the to enslave wings. you? Yeah, dude, like yurks, right. man. That was a big thing in the night. Yep. No, thank you. I'm for it. Well, this, I'm this for it. Would have been better if they if the kids could transform into animals for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? Was that what it was? An animal? So they only got like an hour as the animal. You, you only had an hour, and if you didn't change back with at the end of the hour, you became. That's what happened to Tobias. Ooh. And, and, he, was, and then he was always a hawk after that. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, that's that's which is like, why would you ever know. like why would you even like risk that then like because like it's pretty easy to lose track of time like no you know so, sometimes you get caught doing something like like say i accidentally become yeah like a like a disgusting mosquito and i get caught like looking at my twitter feed somehow like scrolling through my own twitter feed as a mosquito i lose track of time like when i'm on the toilet on reading twitter suddenly it's been 45 minutes like there's no way I'm going to risk it with some shitty animal. Like I would just always be a dog. They'd be like, yeah, but we got to go fight the Yerks in an oil barge on the ocean. And I'd be like, cool. I'm going to be a golden retriever. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't also, worry. Also, cool, like, I'm be a dolphin and go fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins and uh, what, what's that baboon or bonobos? Like, no, they all, yeah, man, oh, they're all, it. they're all fucking. Also, it's like undisciplined 12 year olds. Who like I would have trouble being disciplined about being a cool being a gorilla and just destroying stuff in my neighborhood, and then it's like <laughs> oh, I have three minutes left. Do I really want to be a human again? I mean, I guess so. I have kids, but like a thirteen-year-old, I would, oh, yeah. I would, I would be a gorilla somewhere. You'd get tranked so fast and like be put in a zoo. Oh do yeah. The, do the animorphs have a similar rule of like the earwigs? If the earwigs die, then the people don't. No, right? Like they're just lost. I think it's, yeah, it's it's, it's a way yeah, it's a way more sinister thing. Like <clears throat> it's used to like enslave the race, and and so see, I like that the faculty didn't do that. No, yeah, <laughs> no, it seems pretty great. It's pretty utopian. 
they you know they it's win-win yeah yeah they sell they they really do sell it where it's like yeah i mean i could really go either way either i if i don't survive tonight i i just become an uh a slugged you know human and that seems pretty cool too so also was shooter mcgavin an alien they don't no yeah, he was just a that. dick no he was yeah, just a dick he's just a bad dad yeah just yeah. a really shitty dad who's also when he catches his son uh, uh, when he catches Elijah Wood leaving the ho- try to leave the house, he's still holding the porno in his hands. So like, yeah, you totally he know what he, that. yeah, you know what he was doing with that. Oh yeah, yeah. His mom seemed like she loved him though. She's like, you can jack off later. <laughs> yeah, she knew where they were and was very cool about it. Yep. So yeah. make sure to, make sure to get his pornos. Well, this is one of those awkward movies you watch like maybe with your parents when you're 13. You're like, I don't even know what porn is. Like I. I, I've never heard. Oh, I, I, I think the, the magazine he uh, had uh, was boobs. I think the magazine <laughs> said <laughs> boobs was, was on the front cover. <laughs> the word boobs. I like my porno mags to just like un, just give me give me it up front. Just tell me what's in this. Yes. Please let me know if there's boobs in this or not, and I need it to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I've been burned before, and I have gotten magazines that I thought were boobs. And I had a very distinct lack of them. And I would just like to know if I'm going to pay, you know, $28 for this magazine, I need to know if I have boobs. I I read the extended edition of Stephen King's The Stand, all 1,200 pages of it, zero boobs. I thought there were definitely going to be boobs. Could I have leafed through the novel and seen if there were boobs at any point or even pictures at all? Sure, but I didn't. I need there to be boobs on the cover to let you know. it's like uh it's like the Surgeon General's warning of whether or not there are boobs as part of this piece of media that you're consuming. All right. Uh boobs aside, um, let's see here. Uh where do you guys want to go with this? What else we got here? I've got my list of here, I'll run I'll run over I'll run through my list of uh some of the uh insults that I I uh kept track of. So obviously I said fuck I said fuck stick, I said Something else, uh, but all of the insults I've got are gutter slut. Jordana Brewster uh, gets called gutter slut. She also calls somebody a blood fart, which is fantastic. Rocks. Uh, anal probe, piss wad. Uh, they, when they talk about uh, masturbating with the porno mags, they say flogging the bishop. The dad says you, you won't be doing that anymore. Uh, Famke Janssen says to... Josh Hartnett that when she's uh, slugged and she's cool and sexy, she says, she's going to shove my foot so far up your ass, you'll be uh, sucking my toes until graduation. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, if she's shoving her foot up your ass, the foot is coming out your mouth. Out your mouth. And so you're really... You're not, not able to, you're not sucking the toes. Yeah. Like it's an impossibility here. So like, <laughs> see, guys, I think of all of the things we're going to draw the line on. <clears throat> I was good with the toe sucking stuff. I was like, all right, that checks out. Yeah. You, that's good. I guess that is thing. <laughs> that's sucking toes, I guess. Yeah. 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 Sure. Why not? Uh, tit bags, uh, you little fuck pukes. I think I believe I said, and then, uh, the awesome tagline of the movie, the catchphrase is guaranteed to jack you up. So like, Josh Hartnett says that when he's like got, you know, selling his drugs or whatever, it's guaranteed yeah, to jack you up. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that like that, crazy that, like head on uh, view where it's like the, whoosh, the two. Yeah. Yep. I love it. And then Elijah and, Wood, man, that's what he says to kill the queen. That's what he bad, yeah, that's the kill shot ass. line. I'm telling you, that's probably the thing that sealed his uh, role as Frodo. That's pretty yeah. badass. 
P. P. Jax probably saw that and was like, we need him. Done. He uh, he did get the piece of trivia I saw was that I don't know who who it was, but was like somebody on set was like, hey, man, you should go and uh, audition for uh, this thing, Lord of the Rings. You know, Peter Jackson's doing it. And I guess that, that that's why he did it was because like some dude just like on the off chance told him to faculty? do it. Yes. So somebody on the faculty, I can't remember who it was, but was just like, hey, man, you should go do this. And he was like, yeah, OK. And, uh, wow. <laughs> and then, you know, so, yeah, because like That's he wasn't nuts. a British actor. So he was like, oh, I'm not going to do it because uh, he's only like kind of hiring British actors. So you never know, Luke, you never know who could offer you some random ass advice, like the hobo down the street. When you're walking down the street and the homeless guy yeah, it's like spits the in your face. Is filming. <laughs> I got a movie in the alley. Come and try it. Yeah. And you're like, well, I guess I should never turn down a chance. You never know who's going to be there. Lauren. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> is there. <laughs> no. He's, a, he's, subscribed. he's a big subscriber of the show. Oh, God. I do love like that final like 30 minutes. I mean, essentially the moment all of our main characters are together and they start just trying to work together. It becomes like a zombie movie. It's the most fun ever. But the last 30 minutes where they go back to the high school, because they're, they're convinced the coach is the, the, the queen. Right. Um, and it's the, of course it's like the Friday night football game. It's exactly how you would turn people in Ohio into yes. slugs. Um, yes. Put doing illegal helmet to helmet hits on every football player, and then as you crouch over top of them, puking slugs into their face. <laughs> and then you're just like convulsing on the ground, and the refs aren't doing anything about it. No, I like how they like carry like six or seven guys out on a stretcher, <laughs> and they pick up Archer for no reason in the middle of a play. He just takes off his helmet, and like clock is still going, and they just pick him up in the air and like march him off the field. It's incredible. I love it. I love it. And I love how happy Liquid Terminator is during all that. Like, yes, he's I was gonna. Yes, the, I need to go back and get the screenshots of like him like making these like insane faces. Like, ooh. I like on the Richter scale of like unbelievable football action because like movies can go like like you've got like Starship Troopers on one end where like people are doing like quadruple backflips during like football games, and then you've got like other movies that try to take it like more seriously, like the you know. <laughs> like portraying the actual football. Uh, this one's like somewhere in the middle. Cause like there's a scene where Usher like just like clotheslines a dude and he like gets clotheslined and then does like backflip, like as if he was like hitting a brick wall. So like that one was pretty, pretty bad. And then, yeah, like <laughs> I do love, yeah, I do love that. Nobody seems to notice slugs being inserted into people's ears during any of this. If yeah. I ever met, if I ever meet Usher, the first thing I'll say to him is, "I loved you in the faculty." <laughs> then, I'm gonna pretend like I only know him from that. Like I'm gonna be like, "Dude, I I loved you in the faculty, but like, what else were you? What else have you done, man? Like, what, have, what have you been up to since the faculty?" <laughs> and he's like, "Are you are you serious?" I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna get him on here. Just I just want to I want to talk to you for three hours questions. about the faculty. Yes, he's like, I was on set for a single day. <laughs> I had sex with everybody. Sex with everyone. This was Usher's first movie, by the way. Nice. I, is he in any other movies? I, I think she's in, he's in She's All That. Uh, oh, and he's in he's in some oh. other stuff. But that does Dude. make me wonder: like, was he trying to be an actor? F what I assume he was. He had to be doing R and B like before that. Yeah, oh, he definitely was. He long, did, time, yeah. long time, long time. So, so was he like trying to do that thing where he was like, oh, I think I'll be an actor now. And then it just kind of like fizzled out. Yeah, I bet. 
Yep. Let's go through. Let's let's take a little uh, walk he down. Was like the DJ. He was like the school DJ who would like basically give you updates and all the drama in She's All That. Okay. So he's been in some stuff like, but all of his, like the last like eight of his roles have been as Usher. <laughs> so it's, yeah. he's in like Hustlers as, kids as Usher. <laughs> <laughs> as I Usher. would like, I, if, if I were Usher, I would be like, I will be in any movie, but you have to add me in there just as Usher. Like I want to be Usher the artist. Like people have to know who I am. And, Usher, and so I'm not a character. Usher I'm, in Quantum of Solace. <laughs> just like anything. Just like put me in anything. I don't care. I would love that. I, I would very much like to have a, a level of celebrity where I could make that type of uh, demand. Oh, yeah. He's, that'd be awesome. He's, he's Usher in Muppets Most Wanted. He's Usher in uh, Hustlers, like I said. Is he yeah, a minority really owner Mar- of the Cavs? Okay, so he was a minority <laughs> owner of the Cavs. A little bit of Cavs trivia, and I would that's also what, like that. That's what would, people want, dude. I would ask him this question if I ever, uh, when he eventually, of course, comes on the pod. Is he was a minority owner of the Cavs, and everybody was super psyched about it because it was like, oh shit, Usher, yeah, just came out. Like this is sweet. He was sitting courtside for a game, and like LeBron did something, and he busted out this like double C. So like he crossed his arms and did two C's with his hands and it was, it was on the front page of my newspaper back home. And, and it was like, Oh shit. Like this is going to be the thing. And it just like never took, like it was, was like, that was the sign of the XFL team, the Los Angeles Wildcats. They'd say claws up and you yeah. put your hands up in an X and you put your claws out like double C's. Dude, um, did you go to, did you go to XFL games? I went to one XFL game. I paid $20 for a ticket and I bought five other tickets for my buddies. And we all went and got drunk in the parking lot. There was like 70 people at the game. It was <laughs> the most fun. And then it was the only win ever in the franchise history of the LA Wildcats. They, it was the only game they ever won. And then, Did you not step foot in the stadium? No, we were in the stadium. We went. Hey, we went oh. Yeah, we watched, them. we watched them blow out the DC defenders, dude. Oh, XFL dude. all day. Hopefully the the Rock brings it back. You know the He's, Rock's gonna like make five hundred billion dollars with the XFL. Oh, I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. If there's anybody that could like make that work, it's him because like I guess he would squeeze in like running a football league between like two and three a.m. like before <laughs> he like <laughs> before he like films twenty two movies in a year and like also works out seven times a day. <laughs> yes. Where he's like, oh, I guess I'll just go do this. I'll go be the commissioner. (laughs) But like, well, the XFL, the thing is the XFL like could have worked. It's just that when the pandemic hit, they were just like, oh, I don't know. Shut it down. Like there's like there was so much tied up in it. It's like it's shocking to me that they were so quick to just like because like if the if like sports, if they had thought sports would be coming back, but nobody would be watching. That was like a golden opportunity for the XFL to be like, see, we didn't want fans the whole time. Like that's, crazy. What, yeah. you, that's what you've shocked. been doing. That's what you've been doing how, this whole time. With how negligent like Vince McMahon is with people's health, like I was shocked that they shut that down. Uh, I think it's. I don't know why they did because they were they got good TV numbers too. They did. Like it, yeah. People were watching it. Yeah, I was a fool who I I bought into the AAF when it was. I, yeah, I, I was huge into the AAF. And, it's uh, I bought, what, what was your team, dude? I was the, I was a, uh, what was it? The Memphis express. Oh, I was, uh, that was the team. Uh, Johnny Manziel was on. 
<laughs> oh hell yeah you better believe yeah, maybe it. yeah johnny, johnny Menzel. i uh, fabs and i went to vegas and i put a 14 parlay on all of the aaf games for a weekend uh <laughs> the over unders and i hit on the three of them and the one game that i screwed up was uh memphis game where johnny menzel like uh, played like shit like johnny menzel played like hot fucking garbage in like a terrible football league and like he still put up like 30 points and uh i got killed on the uh on the over but I team. assume this is what people who saw that the title of the episode were like, oh, they're <laughs> going to talk about the faculty. <laughs> Let's listen to like on a dead football league from <laughs> years ago. The, this fucking podcast better talk about the XFL or I'm fucking out. I'm out of here. So my, team, <laughs> my team was uh, the Apollos. I'm a front runner. Big time. Look, not everyone has the mental fortitude that it takes to be a Memphis Express fan, okay? I did. Yeah, I did Birmingham, Birmingham Iron. I like them. Yeah, Trent Richardson. Let's just, talk about, let's just talk about defunct football teams. Such good names, man. Like, so much so much better than, like, the boring, safe-ass, like, NFL names. No, the oh. baseball names are the worst. Oh, baseball names are the worst. You're right, yeah. The, so there was a, the Cincinnati Reds, Little little trivia, the first... Major League Baseball team, the first professional baseball team, eighteen sixty nine. This exactly Cincinnati Reds, right? Then, not long after, they're like, okay. And back then, they went by the Cincinnati Red Legs. Then Boston was like, we want a team too. They're like, what are you going to name your team? Like, of all the things we could name it, we're going to be the Red Sox because you guys are the Red Legs. And it's like, okay, uh, <laughs> Chicago, you guys want a team? Yes, we are the White Sox. Or it's like. Okay, you can be anything. You, we, we, we're all sock related now. Everyone what here, you? we'll be the yeah. Indians. Oh, we'll be the spiders. <laughs> Which honestly, they should go back to the spiders. The spiders is, we are is much cooler. Yeah, so much better. Well, then you got the NHL where they're like, nobody really gives a shit about us. So let's name our new team the Kraken. Oh, it's so I good. Love, love it. Fantastic. Golden yeah. Knights rule. Kraken is sweet. Like the NHL, when you aren't, when you're like free from like criticism and like nobody really gives a shit, it's like you've got that freedom to just be like as creative as you want. Cause you know that like the Washington team in football is just going to be something like, I hope it's, it's going to be so Washington good. football team. I would love that. That it's like a creative team in Madden. It's yes. just like, dude, I bet Dan Snyder's like, I'm going to call it the MAGA. And it's just like, oh shit! Yeah, somehow, <laughs> somehow, ten times worse. You can be the Redskins; it's fine. Just calls it in another slur, just an even <laughs> more egregious. <laughs> what do you mean it's a slur? <laughs> All right, let me ask you this because you're a Reds fan. Explain to me the mascot situation there, because I I don't quite understand how in the world there's you've got Mister right. Redlegs and and then yeah, Mister Redlegs. Red. You got Miss. You got Rosie Redlegs. You got Gapper. Because they're like, we need a non-human or like so. Right, Gapper's like yeah. a slider, a Philly fanatic type. He's of like thing. a Philly fanatic type of fuzzy yeah. creature, uh, and, and he's, he's Mr. the worst. No one likes Gapper because <laughs> Mister Redlegs and Mister. Wait, there's another. There's another one. I'm there's Mister. There's Mister Red, and then there's yes. Mister Redlegs. So then, so is Rosie Red? Everybody. Is she fucking them all? Or she fucks everybody and she always okay. wins the foot race. Okay. <laughs> she is three gapper, I believe, though. Yeah, she she yeah, unfortunately. She's, she's got a thing for the furry. Yeah, she, that's why Slider comes when they do like the Battle of Ohio. That's why Slider comes to Cincinnati because you know he's getting some of that strange. Yeah. 
Oh, I forgot. Are you, are you guys not? It's not Wahoo anymore. It can't be Wahoo anymore. Well, no, we never went. Well, our, no, they, our, our like mascot, like our in-person mascot, has been Slider since like the nineties. There was at one point, I believe, like a, a, a as you can imagine, it was shelved. There was like an an Indian, a Native American like mascot, like a dude, like doing something where like they find. Even uh-huh. in like the eighties, they were like that's uh, just a bunch of uh, the old white people that have season tickets do that anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, trust me. Like the first thing that we're going to see on the playoffs when the Indians play is going to be some dude like standing outside in the plaza, like full on Indian headdress. Like they will find that dude somewhere because like For that sure. is yeah. So it's like, definitely yeah. like when they are in the World Series, there's like the three dudes who like painted their face like Chief Wahoo, and it's yeah. Which just keeps showing them, even though like nobody else condones it or is dressed like that in the entire stadium. What you Ugh. didn't know is that they were cutting to a different guys that were all dressed that yeah. way. Yeah, there were <laughs> yeah. three all scattered throughout. <laughs> oh God. Um, okay, so uh, faculty. <laughs> rocks, we're talking about, a, we're talking about a movie. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I I really have on this is that I think it's super hilarious that at the end of this movie the press get involved. So like. At the end of this movie, they like have to yes. find a way to like like. I end thought it. there was going to be like a, 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 a like a tease for there's still yeah, a slug like, that's yeah, alive. Like the slug like slithers away like in the grass or whatever. But yeah, like nope. nope. <laughs> but like also like if you're the press, you're you're. I guess the reason why I guess the press is there is because like what's crazy about the slugs is that when they leave you, you don't forget. So like Stokely, she gets turned, and then Elijah Woods like, "Are you you?" And she's like, "I think so." And so she's very clearly aware that she was like at one point, like just enslaved by some slugs. So I guess everybody in the town like remembers, which I, I guess that's why the press would be there. Like it would be like, oh, wow, we were all just enslaved by slugs. But like, where'd these other teachers go? I don't know. Like, I guess I understand that. But it's like super ridiculous that like the press, like that they would really <laughs> care that much. I don't know. I also like that they didn't like they show some of the front cover stories and like, is he a hero or is it a hoax? Where it's like, no, there's like 400 people that can corroborate the story. Like also like you're Newsweek. You're not the most like you shouldn't be running that type of headline. You should should know the answer to that question before posting. it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no one would believe it. There really is no evidence. It's it's like, why would these places be running with that? They'd be like, I, I mean, mean this is there's like a X-file. big giant carcass. There's a big carcass. I know it shrivels up, but there's oh, a big giant true. carcass. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I guess so. This is like an X Files episode. This would have made a good X Files episode. It would have. Yeah, I actually would probably venture to guess that there is a, an episode where slugs inhabit somebody's like brain. That has to be the case. Okay, so real quick, where do you guys think? I was writing down while we were talking where I think each of the kids go to school after this for college. So I think Jordana Brewster goes to Miami, Ohio. Um, well, she wants she wants to be a journalist, so I think maybe, maybe she would go to OU. She might got, go to Scripps School of Journalism. Yeah. Um, for Clea, I put Oberlin. That's like a slam dunk, like obvious. Um, the dumb jock, I think he goes to Kent State or Bowling Green. Can't, can't read, can't write, Kent yeah. State. Mm-hmm. He's making robots at MIT. And then I think Josh Hartnett was kind of my – I think he might end up at OU too. I think he goes right into the workforce. I think he's yeah. Oh, I, I would agree. Oh, actually, yeah. Well, he also like ta- he also gets to somehow make the football team. Uh, yeah, at the end of he's the, he's, he's for some reason a football player. He's <laughs> inexplicably uh, a nineteen-year-old football player. 
yeah, halfway and, through the season. Yeah, halfway through the season, they they have a cutoff. We talked about this in Never Been Kissed when David Arquette uh, posing as a high school student who's he's like 28 years old and he joins the baseball team literally right before the championship. And it like in the 90s, you could do that. That was okay. Also, the X Files does have a. I just looked it up. They do have a number of episodes where parasitic bugs are involved. So there's like a thing episode where they're. I think I think they're like in the Arctic or whatever, and some bugs are doing some shit to people. And then uh, there's like another episode where they some people are like in a cult and they praise parasitic bugs. So the 90s again, hammering it home. Big decade for parasitic bugs. I like the campiness of a lot of these 90s movies. I like that they don't apologize. But they also kind of jam in the justification in a line or two, and they're like, "Shut yeah. up, let's get to the fun." Like, yeah. if you miss right. it, yes. If yes. you miss that line, though, you're just like, "I don't know why that happened." Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's there's <laughs> double digit logical inconsistencies throughout the movie, but it's like it doesn't matter. It's it's all so fun. And they like, I love how they we've talked about like they shoehorn the couples together at the end of the movie, just. Yeah, oh, you yeah. got jam them together and make them all make out. But, but see, yeah. I, I actually will. I will say that that's not a bad choice because how many different people did you have crushes on throughout high school? Right. Where it's like every, in any three day period, you could date, break up with, and start dating a new person that you might not have even known at the beginning of the week. I actually think the only relationship mm-hmm. that would last of all the couples that end up together at the end is, is uh, Josh Hartnett and. Uh, the teacher, <laughs> the teacher. Yeah, that's the only because like whose head got cut off, and then she's fine. <laughs> she has a bandage. Now she has a bandage. She does have a bandage where her head was severed. <laughs> hey, remember that time my head got cut off, and I grew some tentacles, and it reattached itself, and then apparently I woke up the next day, and anatomically oh, was fine. The tentacles, the tentacles. Like, there's at no point is it like a crab-like octopus squid that like her head is walking on like a squid body No, where I'm like I thought they were these little slugs inside of people's brains but it's like no 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 Uh, once it gets inside of there it becomes a giant octopus if your head gets cut off the legs will come out and it'll kind of walk back over to your body and you will be fine yeah I I like any explanation just be like I don't know man like like I here, like that the here's body some tentacles. Was still running around. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was like, yeah, it was, like a, it was a headless skeleton. It was incredible. I love it. All right, so I think we've probably hit on everything uh, with this movie. Do you guys have any uh, any other uh, final thoughts or things you wanted to bring up about uh, the faculty before we dive into a three hour thing about the XFL? Final thoughts are the faculty is a good movie. I wonder if it was a hit at the time. Uh, Ooh, well, let me let me find out for you. But I tell you what, upon a second watch, you know, 20 years later, thoroughly enjoyable, very stupid, but a, a good time, a thrill ride. Um, Budget of yeah. $15 million, $40 million it made at the box office. So not really. That's a and hit. It had like, that's yeah, a hit. Dude, that's the thing about these types of movies now is like, they're not going to make a movie like that. Like it's it's gonna be it, it would, if it's horror it has to be dirt cheap like fifteen million dollars is like oh yeah that's, probably yeah. you'll get insane. a five million dollar budget for this type of movie it will be right. straight to streaming uh, yeah this this movie is never going out in theaters nowadays no mm-hmm. I would actually say the companion piece to this movie is uh, do you guys you guys ever see that movie Cooties with Elijah Wood yes no 
So he plays a substitute teacher at a school and all the kids get like infected and they become zombies. It's another one of those like, I can't remember the, the reasoning for why. Maybe it's in like the food or something. I don't know. It's it's just like, I don't know. The kids are zombies, whatever. And all the teachers are trying to escape a school where this, the kids are like infected and trying to like kill them. So like, it's a very like Elijah Wood. Be, I, Elijah Wood is great because he's got that like, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Robert Pattinson thing going. He was like the original where he was like, oh, I made all my money doing Lord of the Rings. I'm going to just do bonkers shit for the rest of my life. I'm going to just do crazy movies. It's the best. That's the way to do it. Um, I hope he makes a sequel to North at some point because that movie is great. So for me, uh, before I ask our guests, the question I ask all of our guests, um, this movie is so much fun. It's it is if you are a kid of the '90s, like you're gonna love it. It's gonna bring you right back in time. Also, this movie is cool because within three years, Jordana Brewster, John Stewart, Famke Jansen, Selma Hayek, and Elijah Woods all become like A-list stars, and it's the cast insane. alone is worth watching. Yeah, it for yeah, Jordana Brewster. McGavin is in the yeah, movie. You're right. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he's like the tenth lead of the film. And he has like four or five scenes. Like I thought maybe he was in a throwaway scene. He's in a lot of this movie. He's in probably 20 minutes of the film. But Jordana Brewster, you know, gets fast and furious. Um, John Stewart, like really, he gets the Daily Show. He might have had it, but it, it really starts to take off in the 2000s. Elijah Woods, we talked about. I mean, Lord of the Rings. Selma Hayek just takes that next step. And then Famke Jensen is doing X-Men. So it's it's like really awesome to see them like right before – like 70% of them all take off. Um, and so the question I want to ask Luke, uh, what is your favorite all-time horror movie? Ooh, favorite all-time horror movie. I I like horror movies a lot. I mean, so if I'm judging like which one scared me the most, it, or, or just we're just talking straight up like... Favorite, favorite. most rewatchable, yeah. Mm, shit. This is hard. Uh, my my initial instinct is not right. Uh, which is, <laughs> my, my initial instinct is like the bad Halloween movies, like four and five are some of my Ooh. favorites. Little girl. Yes. Uh, Pretty scary. I, they're so scary. Yeah. yeah. So, like, way scarier than the first, first two. Three. I will back I you up on three. that. I'll yeah. back you up on that. Four and five are terrifying. Yeah. They're so scary. Those are some of my favorites. They're bad. They're very bad. And yeah. oh, totally. <laughs> Michael Myers gets thrown down a well, and they throw dynamite down the well to blow him up, and he gets away. <laughs> oh, uh, of course. I'm trying yeah. to think. I'm trying to. Well, think it's like of. same with like J- uh, Jason. Yeah, they light his ass up. They send him to right. like hell at some point, and you know, it's just like, oh, uh, he's back. See, I get mixed up with like horror and like thriller and like you know what i mean like horror i think is a tough genre almost to nail down because like if you ask me if this movie was a horror movie i it it is but i wouldn't think that i really wouldn't it it, to me is more of like that action teen sci-fi type thing yeah Yeah. like to me the it it is a horror movie but it's it's also kind of not like yeah. that's fair. I don't know. We debated that with Silence of the Lambs because it's it has a lot of components of the thriller that, that's genre. A, that's a thriller all the way, but then at the same time, the last horror element, like a yeah. total horror movie. Yeah, 
I'm I, I'm trying to think of some more just like straight up horror movies that I really like, but I I like I like campy horror. I like cool. campy. Yeah, that's a I, uh, that's I think that's a very admirable answer. I love it. That's I what think, makes horror the yeah. best genre because you yep. can ha- like. Uh, Linton, who's a frequent guest here, he, uh, he and I always talk about how, like, you could, like, Pet, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's a good one. That movie freaks me go. out. You could, there's no such thing, like, you could watch a bad horror movie and still have a good time with it because it's always trying to do something that's, like, weird or, like, most are fun. Bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. There's a ton of shit. Right. Like, what, what, like, what would you say your guys' favorite horror movies are? Don't you dare. Don't you yeah. dare turn it back on us. Um, I would okay. say, Steve, I want to hear yours. I, I would probably say. Oh, I take it back. You got can it. I say what, can I say what my yeah, favorite horror movie actually is? And anyone that's listening can be like, "Fuck you!" But Saw. <laughs> that's, that's a cool. good one. Yeah, that Saw, dude, Saw rocks. Dude, Saw, Saw gets, a, a, Saw gets a ton of shit. That it's the same with like Paranormal Activity and Blair Witch, where like they spawned like huge movements of the genre, and then obviously became like jokes in themselves oh, when they had like two, I love you know? the trash. I like when it escalates yeah. to the point where like, this is bad, stupid gore porn trash. Give me that as well. I yeah. like that too. Yeah. But saw one is a legitimately good movie. It is. It's good. I'll Go. back you. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's true. Steve, uh, my favorite, uh, it's straight horror movie. My favorite would be the thing. Uh, yeah. that would be my, by far my favorite. Classic. Again, talking about like genres that are like iffy, my all-time favorite movie you could call a horror movie too, Aliens. So okay. I would just like sci-fi thriller great horror, film. great, film. like scary it's, as hell. Yeah. Like that movie made me so scared as a kid. Like I remember my parents turning that movie on, and like my parents like let me watch whatever, and so they were always like, "You be the judge." And so <laughs> I was watching Aliens with them, and I remember like seeing the first person get killed by like the alien. And being so scared, I ran upstairs Brutal. to my sister and just was like, I was beyond terrified thinking that like, and then I thought anytime we'd go to like a grocery store, the lights would like turn off and like an alien would be in there, like a xenomorph would oh. be in there. It fucked me up for a while. Jurassic so, Park fucked me up. I would watch it all the time as a kid on VHS and Dobson. it would scare the shit out of me. Same with Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks scared that. the so shit good. out of me as a kid. It fucked me up. I was like really afraid of. We'll have you on for. We'll have you on for Mars Attack so we can uh, re- bring up some inner demons, some trauma. I love it. I will happily watch and talk about Mars Attacks. Yeah, I love and, it. And and uh, XFL defunct football teams. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting an XFL podcast now. My uh, mine would be Scream and Scream, Scream Halloween, and the one that scares me the most, uh, The Strangers. Fuck that movie. Oh, The Strangers I, is I, a great flick. Dude, I, that movie, I, so I told Steve when I first watched that movie, it was during winter intercession in the cardboard house I lived in that you had partied at several times. Oh, the party myself, mansion. Yeah, by myself. And we literally I, called it the party mansion. <laughs> yeah, it was a disgusting place to live, uh, but very fun. And that there was, was like 175 guys that lived in that house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I, it's like the most scared I've ever been watching a movie. The home was, that where, was that where F- Man Funny Fest games. Yeah, funny games. Fun, oh, funny games. So good. Oh, my funny God. games. I think my actually my most recent uh, movie that scared me the most is It Follows. It oh, follows. It's great. So Dude, very fun. 
simple that, and the, yeah. the more simple a horror movie is, the better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do appreciate that the horror genre these days is like being approached like as like an, a true art form. Like we don't have a lot of like you you'll get some like campy stuff out there, but like people take it really seriously. People are like I thought I thought Bird Box was pretty pretty scary. I was I was down with it. I love, the, I love the premise of it. That's yeah. like, that would draw me in. Like I will literally sit through the, I was really high and I, my heart was going. I was, like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I was on, I, I was on I quite a bit. Like any horror movie that has a cool premise. Like, yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Luke, do you have, do you want to pimp some stuff? You have anything to pimp? Uh, I mean, I got a stand-up album. If you anywhere so you can stream music, Luke Knoll Guitar Comic. If you've made it this far in, <laughs> if you have, if you didn't shut it off during the twenty-minute talk the about AAF, AAF. <laughs> <laughs> not not the most not the most recent defunct football league, but the one before that, the if previous you, one, <laughs> yeah, from two years ago. If you didn't shut it off for that, please go listen to Luke's album because you are a scholar and a gentleman and a saint if you've made it this far uh okay good um the halloween spectacular uh marches on uh at some point when we have the next episode we're doing a bunch this month so keep listening follow us on social media revenge of 90s pod we'll see you guys later Ooh.